0: Sunday Gravy. Welcome to Sunday Gravy. This is a podcast based on recent sermons of High Point Community Church, as well as anything else that just happens to be on our mind. If you would like to contact us, you'll find all of our information at highpointcommunitychurch.org or highpoint.community. And now, on with the show. All righty, welcome to Sunday Gravy. This is Blake, and today is Monday, August 7th. 2023 Mm. i'm joined by pastor joey hill hello and it's just us today hello (laughs) say hello everyone else. hello everyone else yeah yeah uh everyone else say hello (laughs) it's just us it's just us Mm. um we're coming to you to review and kind of wrap up yesterday august 6th 2023 here at high point community church um and also anything else that's been going on. What um, mm. what about you? Have anything interesting this weekend? No,
1: mm, that was just a just a busy weekend working around the house and yeah, you know,
0: same. You know, my wife is like that. Um, I was telling somebody this yesterday. She never listens, so it doesn't matter. I can say whatever I want to about her. <laughs> she doesn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> she's that. Has uh, she ever listened to an episode? I don't think so. Not. Like, Not even once. I don't think so. Hmm. Not. I mean, maybe. I don't know. Um. The she's the what are the when the woman's pregnant? You know how they get that um, nesting? Mm-hmm. You know they say we have nesting mother where it's like mm-hmm. right before she's about to give birth, she's like all of a sudden got this urge to like change everything. Mm-hmm. So. I was telling somebody yesterday at during church or at church, I was saying, you know, my wife is like a perpetual nester. like, And it, me and all the kids, <clears throat> excuse me, we all will wake up. You never know when it's coming. Usually it's like when there's absolutely nothing else that's got her tied down. Sometimes there may be other engagements that we have to attend, but usually it's when she doesn't have anything else planned mm-hmm. and her brain works in such a way where it's like, if she doesn't have anything else planned, then she's immediately going into that mode of what can I do to be productive? Mm. And she's nesting. Like she'll wake up on a Saturday morning. And by the time I got out of bed, which was pretty early for a Saturday when we didn't have any reason to be up, but mm. I was still up by probably 7.15, mm. 7.30 I was up. That's
1: early on Saturday. Yeah, on Saturday when yeah. you don't
0: have anything else going on. Yeah. Um, I was up. And, uh, she already had like five, six, 15 projects going.
1: Like started.
0: Wow. Like that's what she does. And that was your day. Yeah. And it's like, some of it's like little things and some of it's not. Like it's clean out the basement garage. (laughs) It's, uh, you know, rearrange all the closets. Can my
1: steps go this way? (laughs)
0: Like, I mean, and it's, it's all sorts of stuff. Yeah. You know, uh paint this piece of furniture for this kid's room. Mm, mm. Rearrange this kid's room. Like, take down this shelf and this closet and move mm. it over here to this closet and put it up. And so you wake up to... Does your, does
1: your wife struggle with, like, she has no clue what it takes to pull stuff off? Oh, and she yeah. Ask? Oh, yeah. Because that's, that's what my wife does. Like, one of the it's, ones that
0: she was asking to do on... Uh, sorry, I had to readjust my microphone here. One of the ones she was asking to do on Saturday was uh, tear out... The the built-in desk in our kitchen, and turn it into a wood wall, on Saturday. On Saturday, it's like what about all the stuff in those cabinets? Yeah, we'll we'll just find a place for it. Yeah, you know, and it's like, and it's like, okay, when we do that, there's going to be this to do, there's going to be that to do, and and can you build us a new table (laughs) for the (laughs) for the kitchen? Well, my my
1: my thing with brownie is is she'll come up with this idea, like, because, you know, it's fall, football season's, you know, coming around the corner. Mm -hmm. So she's like, do you have any scrap wood? And see that right there, like... That's a loaded question. It's such a loaded question. And and the fact that, you know, like, it got to a point one time she (laughs) asked that so often, yeah, and I would go get on her computer and she's been on Pinterest, you know, so... But her, like, apparently she thinks I'm a woodworking shop and I've got wood just lying around everywhere, you no, know?
0: No, I don't have any scrap wood and I don't know where they sell wood. I, I don't I even don't, know where to buy it.
1: I think wood's so high, we can't <laughs> afford it, babe. <laughs> but, but and then once you once you move, you know, heaven and earth to find a piece of wood that works, and by the way, you, f- you bring her the piece of wood, ah, that's a little too thick. <laughs> I'm like, well, this is all we got. And so so she'll she'll wind up she'll wind up uh you know can you just go to Lowe's and get it or whatever and so now I'm taking a Saturday to go to Lowe's to get this this you know, and of course you're trying to find the cheapest wood. I'm not gonna pay for a whole four by eight sheet I'm gonna buy something smaller and then bring it back and i'm thinking i've I've accomplished my task, I've gotten her a piece of wood, yeah, oh no, yeah, that's not it that's not what that's not what that's all about, yeah, and so she winds up drawing out could you do this and what it's going to be is a door hanger a fall door hanger that's going to hang on the door and i was like you know i know people who make those <laughs> we can just buy one. Oh no 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 and so then she's got to tra- draw it out trace it out and, and, and everything mm-hmm. and then i have to go get a saw and then cut out all the shapes and cut it by the time it's all said done, it's an entire day project so this thing could hang on the door, and every time the wind blows, I think somebody's knocking on the door. <laughs> I, Sorry, thank no, people thank are gonna y'all be for glad. listening to while <laughs> I just
0: lay down on the couch and just let it go. Yeah, people, <laughs> they uh, now they know what it's like when it's just me and you. It's just us complaining about our wives. This is
1: what's going. On. How fast did it take us?
0: <laughs> we just naturally five seconds. Five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh welcome, my God Sunday gravy here's everything that's wrong with my wife wife <laughs> And they don't listen do although you, do uh Saturday <laughs> I did I did multiple times when she would say well let's do this do this multiple times I looked her dead in the eye and said why are you ruining my life <laughs> <laughs>
1: by the way have you have you found yourself in a situation where you're you know, maybe flipping through reels or something like that, and you or TikTok or something, and you you see something and you think to yourself, it's on marriage or whatever, and you're and there and it's a woman speaking to wives uh-huh. about, you know, this or that and how you should treat your men better and stuff. Have you ever had the guts to like Share that with your wife. Like, copy the link, text it to her. What I mean, like, um, <laughs> how no. does that? I it mean, what, what would the audience say? Like, what, what do y'all think? It like, a, is that like, is that a, like a suicide mission?
0: Yeah, it was a Facebook thing a few weeks ago that I seen that I did share with with Cass because it was uh, you know one of those little videos. It was a funny video mm-hmm. that was like, it was a guy pretending to be his own wife, right? Mm -hmm. And so, like, it shows a shot of him sitting on the couch and he's got his phone in his hand. Yeah. And he's, like, scrolls on it for just a second and then it shows, like, a split screen of him with a wig on pretending to be his wife, you know? (laughs) And she's scrolling, like, they're both sitting (laughs) on the couch scrolling. Well, like, he, like, puts his phone down and just kind of looks at her for a second, like, I wonder if she wants to talk to me, you know? He's just kind of, like, gazing over at her and she's not looking. She's just kind of, like, on her phone, on her phone, on Mm -hmm. her phone. And he sits there for a minute and he reaches over and kind of pats her on the leg or whatever. Like, I'm trying to show you attention and stuff. <laughs> so anyway, after after like a minute or two, he's just kind of like shrugs and he reaches over and he grabs his phone and he picks his phone up. And as soon as he picks his phone up, she sets her phone down and looks at him and is like, why are you always on your phone?
2: Oh, <laughs>
0: So me and Casma oh, had that moment. No. It's like she, she does that to me all the time. Yes. It's like she'll she'll put her phone down and look at me and like go to say like she wants to talk about something. Mm-hmm. And it's and I haven't had my phone in my hand for like an hour. Okay. And then all of a sudden she she puts her phone down. She's like, Why are you always on your phone?
1: <laughs> so here's my question.
0: But like, if I want her to know like, about all this, guys, I'll tell her. Is it <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, so so here's the deal. Uh, since oh, you our gravy wives, babies. you gravy babies. <laughs> so since my wife, our wives don't listen. Would it be safe if I just played this real quick? What is it? I like if I play it, you're going to say thank you. Okay. Like every man that listens to this show is going to go, thank you, Joy, for playing that. Okay, go ahead. Are you sure? Well, I guess. I guess. I mean, as long we as as
0: appropriate.
2: your wow. <laughs> I think we have a lack of understanding of our husband's needs that he actually needs us uh, my kids are messy demanding at times they're often disobedient i understand how much they need me and here's the deal i continue to serve them despite what they give me you, What what's my kids give me they give me drama chaos messy house laundry you know all the sleepless nights but guess what i continue to serve them and i live my life in such a way to meet their needs not according to their behavior but regardless of their behavior Using motherhood as an example, we as women will sometimes treat our children, our sons, as if they can do no wrong. But when it comes to our husbands, it seems they can't do anything right. We are nagging. And we neglect their need of respect based off their performance, and that is not okay. Truth be told, they are someone's son. You know what's helped me love him? Is I I look at Bubba, and I think one day, he's not perfect, and he's not going to be perfect. And I pray that his wife will be able to look in his eyes even when he fails and even when he messes up and calls out who he was created to be. Doesn't... Look at him and call him names and belittle him and use her words to destroy him. But cause the life that is inside of him and the future and the hope that comes in knowing Jesus. And so that's how I view him. How would I want Bubba's wife to talk to him?
0: I'm sorry. (laughs) That's a woman right there.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry. There's not a man that has not listened to that and thought... I gotta send that to my wife,
0: but I. I, I, but I, I I'm not that brave. I'm not either. I
1: don't, I'm not either. I
0: don't, well, obviously you feel that way. I don't feel that way, Joey.
1: <laughs> you know, she's not even listening, man. Hey, she's not. <laughs>
0: Joey wow. must feel that way, y'all. Wow,
1: wow, <laughs> oh my goodness! I'm, I'm kidding. Oh man, ah, uh, is, mar- is this going to be a marriage? Is this going to be a marriage thing? no show this is just or- a,
0: this is just a vent session <laughs> 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 Yeah, <laughs> something to uh oh. relieve your stress hey i got Purge. i got i got something else that could uh all right relieve somebody's stress i want to tell you about
2: Say what?
0: you like
1: baloney? I do, especially if it's fried. Really? Yeah,
0: I love fried bologna. I bet you like John Maine smoke bologna. Let me tell you something. I'd, that man. I'm not a bologna fan, by the way. Really? In pretty much any form.
2: Because For you whatever, just know
0: what's in it. Or? I just rem- I remember like my grandparents and my dad would occasionally when I was little. I remember them making fried bologna sandwiches, and I liked the smell of it. Mm-hmm. But I never liked the taste of bologna. Yes, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry.
1: Well, I I remember men on a sunday night coming out of like a men's group that john was in mm-hmm. and they would they would reek of this amazing smell you know that's you know that smoky grill smell yeah and man they th- some of them would even have grease on the side of their mouth you know and i'm like <laughs> what are y'all doing in yeah. there and they're like oh john brought some of his smoked bologna yeah i was like oh
0: so here here's your say what enormous lebanon bologna sandwich unveiled at pennsylvania community fair and by the way, L- Lebanon is Lebanon, Pennsylvania. Right. Okay. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> enormous bologna sandwich unveiled at Pennsylvania Community Fair. An enormous uh, bologna sandwich billed as one of the world's largest largest sandwiches, period, has, mm. has been unveiled at a central Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania fair. So here's what I want you to do. Okay. I want you to take a guess. So it's basically like a, like a hero type. Or like a... Imagine like a Subway sandwich. All right. All right. How long? So the, the bread it's I mean, the bread and everything. hmm It looks just like a regular Subway sub-type uh-huh. sandwich, but it's a continuous one. Okay. Okay. How long is it? Uh,
1: the fact that it made the news, I'm going to say a football field length, which, which would be 100 yards, which would be... What three hundred feet? Is that right? And there are three feet in your yard. It's not that long. It's not
0: that long. Does that disappoint you?
1: Not really. Not really. I I knew I was going. I was shooting big because okay, it's a say what segment. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> one hundred fifty feet. Okay, so basically fifty yards. Was created by a state fair crew of volunteers known as Baloney Security. <laughs> <laughs> it was, by the way, loaded with. Tangy smoked bologna Okay uh, And it was done as a fundraiser uh, And every Every foot Was uh, basically sponsored uh-huh. So it covered the price Of creating the sandwich uh-huh. But it was also sponsored In order for a charity It was for a Christian yeah, that's charity smart. It that's was smart. for a Christian charity by the way Lebanon okay. County Christian Ministries mm. $100 a foot Whoa! <clears throat> Some profit in there. Yeah, good for them. So all that to say, we're starting a new building program. <laughs> it's called Turkey Sub. Turkey Sub. <laughs> it's called Let's Talk Turkey Sub. <laughs> we'll come up with a better name than that. Oh my goodness, man! <laughs> no, I'm teasing. That was a uh... so
1: so. When you do something like that, do do you like? Cut it off and then everybody gets a
0: piece. Is that how you get rid of it? Oh, I don't know. Or it, do you it, just waste all that? <clears throat> no, it shows people lined up eating it. Oh, no, they're okay. assembling it. No, they're eating it too. Okay, okay, they're eating it. They just lined up and ate it, like lined up like you would line up at like a shrimp bowl where they mm-hmm. dump it out on the table. They just lined up and I guess they just took knives and started cutting mm. it, cutting it into manageable sections.
2: Hmm.
0: Yep. Uh, let's see, hundred dollars foot. Da, 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 da. Six hundred slices of provolone cheese, uh, and twelve hundred slices of smoked tangy bologna. So,
1: where do you buy wholesale bologna? Because <laughs> you just don't go down to
0: Walmart and buy that. When they sliced it up for the for people to to the for the attendees to eat. Mm-hmm. It created 900 individual sandwiches.
1: Nice. Mm-hmm.
0: All fairgoers. I just
1: wonder where you get all that bologna at.
0: Mm-hmm. Somebody got to be throwing down on a smoker somewhere. They, uh, all the fairgoers had a chance to enjoy the sandwich for free.
1: Uh, that's how you get rid of it. Because you've already made your money. Hmm. Well, I think I would have sold it for like a dollar a... Still made, you know, that's still another nine hundred dollars. Do what? So I would have sold the sandwiches for a dollar. Oh yeah. And made more money for the. <laughs> Sorry. I went, I went to business school.
0: It's getting greedy now. Oh man, I went Can't, to a Christian business school. <laughs> they just sponsored everybody. They just sponsored it for a hundred dollars a foot. <laughs> so you're gonna make them pay for it twice. <laughs> that's what you're saying. <laughs>
1: Well, not if strangers are coming up at the fair. Yeah,
0: that's true. I like, mean, where look, else are you
1: going to buy a sub for a dollar? That's true. That's true. No, you, you may know not what? Like it's it
0: one hundred and fifty foot, so they're not getting a foot long sub though. They're no. not getting. They're getting like a half. They're getting like a half of a half.
1: Oh yeah, that's just like a little handful.
0: Yeah, that's like one of those subway size. Yes. That's still worth a dollar.
1: Yeah, I'd pay a dollar for it. Yeah. Hmm. Well, it gives me ideas. (laughs) Check it. You know, we did. We did a. uh, Our student ministry did a
0: a like a ice Ice cream cream Sunday. Sunday, I remember that banana
1: split. It had the bananas in it and everything. What was it it called in our
0: commons area? Yeah, it was. I remember that. And how long was that? It was was long. What was was it? it? Was it fifty foot? No, maybe thirty. I started to
1: say thirty, but it may have been more like fifty. How long is the commons on that one side down there where it's open?
0: Uh, Well, from the time for where you break the threshold from coming out of the tower into the commons into the back door is 62 feet.
1: I remember they used five eight-foot tables to do it. That's 40 foot. That's 40 foot. 40
0: foot banana split. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I did that right. Okay. Yeah. Well, Lebanon, Pennsylvania put themselves on the map. Well, there you go. You know what puts corner on the map? What? Hop on board this segue right here. <laughs> the landmark you talked about on Sunday. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Hop on that segue. Oh, <laughs> uh, if you were here Sunday. <laughs> yeah, we talked the looks on your faces. <laughs> oh, I know. That was funny. Uh, mm. we started the infallible series though. Yes. Yesterday here at High Point in uh talking about um, God's word being infallible, inerrant, all those good things. Um, But that's how you started off. You were talking about if you were to give someone directions to corner. Yeah. What would you use as your landmark? Would you say?
1: uh, I said there's two ways you can give them directions from Birmingham. Right. You could come up 65 and have them turn left at the gas station. Mm -hmm. But if you chose the other route, come down 78, then they would have to turn right at, one of our national landmarks,
0: right? <laughs> and you, uh, you basically. <laughs> Turn left at Fuel Z or turn right at Wesley's? Pretty much, yeah. One of that's, the two. That's about all you got. But you talked about how Ivy asked that question when she was little, like, what's the Bible
1: well, yeah Yeah, like, like every parent that drives by that place when their kids are little and their kids are in that curious stage of asking, what's that, what's that? Uh-huh. The last thing you want is some kid to go, what is that? You know, and point at Wesley's and mm-hmm. then you have to explain it. And But our daughter didn't ask, what's that? She just went. What's the bible trap? One of my kids,
0: I can't remember which one it was, one of my kids for a long time when they were little they called it the booty trap.
1: Booty. <laughs> that's a little too much. It's a little close. Yeah. But uh yeah, yeah. That's funny. Well, yeah, and so the whole point was to,
0: you know, to which, talk about <laughs> I made the joke. It, they keep all the pirate's gold in there. <laughs> the booty. <laughs> <laughs> Where's me booty?
2: <laughs> Where's the doubloons?
0: <laughs> now you know. <laughs> oh my goodness!
1: <laughs> There's so many stories. Yeah, you oh, said. So
0: you stories. said. Uh, you talked about how parents, though, um, you know, get hard questions like that, but so do all pastors, all pastors, yeah. all be- all believers, really. You know, things like you know, why does God send people to hell? Uh, namely, uh, this particular series being like, you know, where did we get the Bible? Where did it come from? Right. How do you know that it's God's word? Things like that. Right. Um, and people act like it's a trap, a Bible, (laughs) a Bible Bible trap trap (laughs) because they struggle (laughs) with it, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like don't, you know, don't, don't buy the. Don't buy the hype of Jesus, it's a trap. Don't buy the love stories about God, it's a trap. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. There is no heaven or hell, it's a trap.
0: Yeah, I like what you said when you said, you know, people will struggle with the the truth or explanation of those things mm-hmm. uh, because it's not satisfying to them, essentially. You yeah, You said yeah. something like that. You said, Have you ever had
1: that happen to you? Where oh, you, yeah,
0: yeah. Like that resonated with me when you said that because like when you explain something to somebody, they're kind of like, oh, okay.
1: Because you've gone through a lot. It's kind of been a journey um, where you're you've been like collecting bits and pieces of information as you go along in your ministry where it's like okay I'm connecting dots and cuz what you're trying to do is be able to package that to where you could turn around and answer that question for someone right where did we get the bible right well and that's that's such an open-ended question it's like mm-hmm. where do you start
0: yeah where do you want to start like, Yeah. what what at what stage did you get uncomfortable <laughs> exactly and let's go from there yeah where, you know, and so somebody says they want to back up to the beginning. or well, then you back up to the beginning and it's like, oh, no, no, no. I got that. Let's keep, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so they, yeah. don't, they don't, a lot of times they don't know what they're asking, mm. but it's like, um but they struggle with the truth when they finally get it unpacked for them, because it's like what you said, It you know, is it doesn't make the hair on their neck stand up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They, know? they kind of get this. Oh, okay. And you just, <laughs> I you, think I get it. Okay. Appreciate it.
0: I think this is when you (laughs) did the whole thing about like (laughs) the thing from the Lion King, Mufasa. Ooh, Mufasa. (laughs) Where it makes the hair on your neck stand up. All right. (laughs) So apparently there was like one person in the room that found that very, very humorous. Maybe more than one. But the one that, one of the ones that found it very humorous, and I don't even know who it was because I never turned around to look, but was sitting right behind me. Uh huh. Because every time you would say Mufasa, they'd. And you would say "Mufasa, Mufasa, Mufasa." Look. You said it three times, and they giggled three times <laughs> as long.
1: Our our people have different comedic palettes. That's one oh, thing. Yeah. I mean, not everybody laughs at the same thing. But yeah, um, I'm glad somebody found that funny. <laughs> I'm glad somebody got it.
0: You know. Yeah, uh, I will say in the service that I was sitting in, which was the second service, um, <laughs> that your. Your, your folks in the booth were sitting on G waiting on O when you referenced the movie or the, oh. the trailer. Yeah. You said. It was like, on point. Like this. And I mean, <laughs> things started churning right then. I was like, wow, <laughs> they must've met about this. Cause if, <laughs> or they were slow. Were they, were they slow on the draw in the first service? Or? Uh,
1: no, they got it on point. Cause we did have a meeting. They got it on point, but they didn't have the, the sound. Up. The sound wasn't up. So, yeah. so this time they were on point.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah but you 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 referenced the secrets of the Bible trailer from the History Channel yeah and and played that basically is, a,
1: representing all the documentaries out there
0: that create doubt in people's minds about the Bible yeah I've heard that voice before too I was trying to put the face with that mm-hmm. with that particular voiceover artist
1: you want to say Morgan Freeman but it's not it but it had that kind of feel about it
0: yeah it kind of reminded me it's not him but it kind of reminded me of the guy who uh, does the Allstate commercials. Yeah. You know, like yeah. the tall black guy that does the Allstate commercials who is also Pedro Serrano in all the major league movies. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh,
1: I actually think I have this here. Here it is. Oh, you know. Yeah.
2: From a variety of historical and theological perspectives which have been debated for centuries... <laughs> It is considered by millions to be the actual word of God.
0: <laughs> that guy's voice. Yeah. yeah, what is that guy's voice? I don't know. Who he, is that? I can't, I, I, I'm i trying to place him. I know I've heard that guy before, uh, but you, you used, you know, you kind of talked about how, you know, the, um, I guess the seed they're planting there, you know, just kind of how it was basically trash. You know, it's not really, I mean, it's well done from a production standpoint, but it's, uh, some of the angles that they take on. It's like they, you know, conveniently leave out things.
1: Yeah, they conveniently leave out things, and they 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 and they will insert these kind of thoughts in your head of like, ooh, are there secrets that the Bible is not, you know? Is there secrets that the church has been sitting on? That's why I made the joke about, yes, we have a basement where we keep all of our Templar knights, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, um, but the whole point there was like the very same person that would ask us, where did the Bible come from? Um, and we give them this explanation of where it came from, and then they're kind of disappointed in that, would it would be that same person sitting on the couch with a remote control and see that and go, ooh, Mufasa. I yeah.
0: remember like so many of those type mm. programs that mm-hmm. came out around the time of – the Da Vinci Code books and movies. It was ridiculous. There's tons of them because it was like and and to me that was like such a clear sign yeah. that they're just trying to capitalize on that. Oh, yeah. That's all they're doing. Is and to and capitalize.
1: the church's response to that was, let's really get all into numerology. And it's like,
0: <laughs> what are we doing here? Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's weird. But mm-hmm. you you pointed out, and I'm glad you brought it up, the the museum of the Bible. Like if mm-hmm. you really wanted to kind of dig into the, you know the history, the historicity of the Bible, and from you know from the jump and all, um, and with actual physical artifacts and things like that, that that's one of the that's one of the best resources available to us physically.
1: Yeah, physically. Like if you need that factual stuff to walk you through it, did you know that that the Bible Museum is the largest museum in Washington mm-hmm. D.C.? I did know that. Did you know it's the most? Uh, it draws the most people. It Has the largest attraction.
0: Really? I did yeah. not know that.
1: That's kind of crazy thinking about all the monuments and all the things that are in Washington DC and stuff. Mm-hmm. But this one right here is it is the most attended.
0: Yeah. You uh you laid all that out though basically to say, you know, to answer the question, where did we get the Bible from? From mm-hmm. God. Uh and that's <laughs> uh where you went to uh, that's where we went to our scripture. Yeah, 2 Timothy, Timothy 3. 2 Timothy 3 verses 14 through 17. -hmm. Um, Did you read it then? I can't remember. remember. No,
1: I gave you a little bit of a, when I said that, where did the Bible come from? It came from God. I talked to, I I went ahead and gave a little snippet from verse 16, which says all scripture is God breathed. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of talked about how that's, there's more there um, than just saying that God inspired men to write it you know yeah. like i think we lose a lot when we say that kind of stuff even though we believe that that happened we need to understand that you know that didn't say right there that the writers of the scriptures the scripture writers are mm. god breathed even though we believe that as well right? Um, it didn't say that it said all scripture itself right is god breathed
0: the, the the you you mentioned the three eyes of scripture after that inspiration mm-hmm. inspiration inerrancy and infallible um, <laughs> I had deacons
1: last night. We had a deacons meeting at my house, mm-hmm. and uh, our gathering. We we meet, but we gather and we do some Bible study and prayer time. But they were all like, I had four or five of them sitting around the table going, "Well, that was a pretty good sermon if you could understand them big words that Joey was using up there." And I was, I was like, <laughs> "I bet you couldn't even spell them, could you?" <laughs>
0: and they were like, "Nope." <laughs> uh, the- Infallible meaning incapable of error. But you said um the the first one the inerrancy. Well, no, I was thinking the uh what was the the first point was to its um uh the I got the trail of scripture from verse fourteen. Yeah. That was from verse fourteen. I can I don't have verse fourteen in front of me. Do you have verse fourteen?
1: Yeah, I can read it. Um it says, but as for you continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of because you know those from whom you've learned it. Yeah. It's the trail
0: of scripture. I like what you said there cuz you you talked about essentially, you know, that that points to the reliability of scripture by itself is mm. this uh, the picture of the generational faith that has mm. been you know, passed down. Uh, it kind of got me rabbit trailing on something completely different but the hmm. the point was is it was it, it's easy for us to miss you know uh the trail of what god has been doing in people's lives over a long period of time the trail of everything that you know that leads to some someone coming to faith essentially
1: yeah yeah i wish there was a i wish there was something like an ancestry.com that followed how the word of god has been interwoven in your life and how god has had these encounters, you know, mm-hmm. whether it was you specifically with the Scripture or through someone mm-hmm. or whatever, I, I just think that would be so neat to see that almost like a family tree type yeah. layout. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, I, and I just kind of wanted people to know at that point that, you know, that you might say, and a lot of people are like, well, it'd be nice if I was Timothy if my grandmother was like Lois and Eun- Eunice, you know, it's like... right. Because my parents, I think you know, were sent to me from Satan, you know, and so a lot of people sitting in the room could have easily just been like, "Well, I don't, you know, I didn't have a good home life, so nobody really, really read the scriptures over me and things of that nature." But I just wanted them to understand that, man, what we're talking about even predates your birth, man. This is yeah. this is not even this is this is the power, and what I wanted people to see is the power of the hand of God on the scriptures. As it is continuing to survive generation after generation after generation. And I just kind of wanted people to see how hard that is to actually pull that off.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You may, the, um, you may, I think you said something like, you know, like, do we even follow the lessons of our great great grandparents essentially or something?
1: Or do like we that. even know their names?
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Much less follow much less, their lessons.
0: Much less live our lives according to what they, so there, there's obviously, Something, something bigger, something supernatural, something, mm-hmm. you know, major going on there that allows those elements to continue yeah. to be passed down. Yeah, over time.
1: I think that thought for me came from when I was I read a a I can't remember the scholar's name. Um, I'm bad about reading stuff like that, but I don't look at the names. Mm-hmm. But he said, I love it. Um, he said, uh, Oh, it may have been trapped, um, but he. Here's what he said. He's talking about like the Bible being God's word. God breathed, and there's something supernatural, and that's why it won't go away. Mm-hmm. And that and I did mention one scholar where he's like, "Bring your hammers and wear your hammer out on this anvil," just like all the other hammers in the past have been worn out. But he made this comment. Uh, I think it was Trap. He said, "He said, um, he said, go 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 write a very inspired book." that in your mind would do a better job at changing people's lives than the Bible. Right. Now let's go see how long it lasts. Right. Generation after generation after generation. Yeah. Eventually, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like there's something you cannot deny, and here's what he said. He said you cannot deny the circulation of Scripture.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it to me that's a pretty, to think on that, and this kind of gets pretty deep uh, and this is where our rabbit trailed into something completely different um that we don't have to go into necessarily but it it gets pretty deep in terms of the freedom that comes with that from like a ministerial standpoint if that makes sense mm-hmm. like like knowing that knowing that what it is that you do and what it is that you stand for has that much staying power essentially yeah it kind of there's freedom in that in other words it, it kind of takes the burden off of you to some degree. Mm-hmm. Not, not that it like releases you from responsibility or anything like that. If anything, it should make you feel more responsible to stay engaged. But where, where it got me was just that thought of like, man, that's pretty freeing because I had been listening to and doing some reading on some uh, things about um, uh, serving uh, serving in a community for a really, for a long period of time mm-hmm. and also serving in like a small place. You know, which both are kind of applicable for mm-hmm. for me. Um, you know, having been here in this community serving for you know over you know over close to thirteen years now in this community, but all, I mean in this church, mm-hmm. um, and it also it being in a rural community like it is. But um, one of the thoughts, one of the quotes from it was, you know, um, doing small things well for a really long time in the same place is how the kingdom seems to move forward.
2: Mm, and so I know that's yeah. not
0: connected that 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 opens up a whole nother conversation that's right. very deep and broad mm-hmm. uh but what you were saying there about faith being generational like that and God's word being generational really connected with that mm. that was going on that's kind of what I had going on yeah. in my head. Um anyway so it was all good. Like that was that was very like full circle for me because mm-hmm. I had just been reading that stuff. Um, but um from there you went to was that I got for some reason I got Isaiah forty. Verse yeah, eight. What yeah. was that?
1: Because because I I felt like the, the the generational circulation aspect of the Bible gets overlooked a lot. I think a lot of people don't understand that there are plenty of scriptures that really um you know, almost kind of validate Scripture itself in terms of that that normally don't get that kind of recognition. So, for instance, when you begin to understand how hard it is for something to last and to not end and to keep going and for the Bible to be something that's been doing it for thousands of years, you yeah, know, yeah. Um and and pe- to to be so powerful in people's lives that they would even die for it, you know, mm-hmm. die to to get it out to someone else. You know, like when you start reading all the the killings and the things that surrounded the translations and and sure. you know, all that stuff. But um, and so it was Isaiah forty eight cha- of chapter forty verse eight where it says, "The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand that forever." Yeah. That was it. Yeah,
0: yeah. No. Um, <clears throat> For sure that that resonated in that moment. That's why I wrote it down. Mm. The next one, the next point on the little fill in the blanks was from verse fifteen, mm-hmm. and i I did notice on I did notice that you used all T words. <laughs> <laughs> well, the tra- the tra- I just tra- tra- <laughs>
1: wanted it to stick a little bit.
0: The trail of scripture. Put and, some glue on, and, it. and then verse fifteen was the taste of scripture. Yeah.
1: Yeah, verse 15, and how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus.
0: Yeah, Mm. Um, just the concept or the idea of, that you know, there's nothing more satisfying or filling than Scripture. And I believe, Mm. I'm pretty sure there you talked about, like, Believers being salt of the earth and things like that, if I remember. Maybe, um, maybe you referenced to it or something? I did
1: reference that. I referenced uh, Psalms 34, 8, taste and see that the Lord is good. Right. Um. And and I asked this question, I was like, when, when it comes to your overall Bible experience, uh-huh. has the Bible left a good taste in your mouth or a bad taste? Yeah. And, and, and a lot of your answer will tell... Whether or not the scriptures have made you wise for salvation, because if it's left a bad taste in your mouth, then you didn't become wise for salvation. It, the Bible was something entirely different for you. Yeah, you know, because uh, at, at some point you got to realize I need to be saved from my sin. I yeah. need I need redemption. So,
0: and then the last one uh, was verse sixteen was the target of scripture, um, the target of scripture, or essentially the goal of scripture.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, all scriptures God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so I get, like, after that, the only, the only other things that I have in my notes are, <clears throat> lastly, you kind of uh, transitioned into kind of wrapping up with the uh, idea of circular reasoning. Uh, yeah. Basically, people you know, using the Bible to prove the Bible. Yeah. Uh, I like what you said of, um, you know, everyone bases their beliefs or their life, you know, whatever. Everyone bases their beliefs on an assumption about something. Mm -hmm. Like in whichever, whatever direction you go.
1: Yeah. Every viewpoint, no matter what it is in life, has its own ultimate authority. Yeah. That's one way of looking at it. Because every way of seeing the world begins with a commitment that can- cannot be proven outside of itself. Yeah. You know? And so I use the atheist as an example. Mm-hmm. An atheist is a person who believes there is no God, but if you ask them to defend this position, they would give you a response from their own personal understanding of the world, which, mm-hmm. in other words, there is no God, but I am. Yeah. You know? And uh, I'm the master of my own fate, kind of thing. And so they're they're basing that decision on wisdom of the world not of the scripture. Yeah. And so they're choosing to make the wisdom of the world, hu, hu, humanism if you mm-hmm. will, right, like the humanist manifesto kind of thing, they are they're they're making that the authority. Yeah. And so they're assuming that. And so um so that circular argument just becomes, you know, that that circle.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. This uh it was kind of apparent to me um and I guess I never really thought about it as you were talking to us, like internally in the office and stuff, about about the uh, the series coming up. I never really thought about how much of a apologetics flavor that mm-hmm. it would have on it. Mm-hmm. But it was pretty. I'm. I, it was obvious to me that you were thinking that way once you started. You know what I mean? So, yeah. but I never thought about it. <clears throat> that made me think of the whole thing. We used to do the thing where we would draw like a. Uh, you know if you're Having a conversation with like a someone that was that we would draw like a draw like a circle on a piece of paper that would say you know like this is this is all the knowledge that exists within the universe mm-hmm. how much draw a circle inside of that circle um showing how much of it you feel like you've obtained
2: mm.
0: you know what I mean mm-hmm. and then so it would be like you know someone who's reasonable would put like a dot dot you know if that, yeah. <laughs> if that yeah or a tiny tiny little circle and then someone who's obnoxious would go in there and draw even a, a pretty big circle with inside that big circle and uh, and then so you like shade in the the areas that were you know that were open mm-hmm. outside of their circle and mm-hmm. say so what you're admitting then is within side of this space could exist the knowledge of an all-powerful God that you haven't, you just haven't obtained that knowledge yet. You're, you're openly admitting that. Yeah. And so what they would try to do is turn it back around. That's on what you. I was saying. They
1: would just flip that table. Flip that back around mm-hmm. on you
0: saying, well, with inside that same space in your void could exist the knowledge that he doesn't. Right. You know? Um, so that's, I think that's going to be interesting to unpack mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. moving forward in the series. I think that'll be kind of a, Kind of fun, yeah, I think but, so. Uh, all that saying, you know, everyone bases their life on an assumption about something. So be careful what you join yourself to, like you said. So yeah. that that was the end of my notes. That's where it ended. Yeah, I don't know if I missed something.
1: Um, I, you know, I, I think the, I think the symbolism there at the end mm-hmm. really kind of tied it together for a lot of folks based on what they were telling me after the sermon. But you know, I, I said you know circular reasoning and that kind of thinking. Basically creates a circle. That's why they call it circular. It right. means it never ends. It just keeps going sure. and going and going. And so I use the, I use the example of how we actually will talk about the the circ, the circle spiritual symbolism of the circle meaning eternal. Yeah. And I and I said we actually talk a lot about that in Christian weddings. Oh yeah. And uh, and we use the wedding ring. Okay. You know as what I thought example. about. Yeah. What you think?
0: <laughs> Meet the parents. <laughs> Robert De Niro talking to, um, and I know somebody else thought this too, but I thought Robert De Niro talking to uh, um, Ben Stiller mm-hmm. about the circle. <laughs> about cir- marrying his daughter. Wait, is that, yeah, the cir- you know what this is, Greg? This is the circle of trust, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. I couldn't help but think about anything but that when you were talking about it because oh, it was yeah. it was the way you were holding up your ring because yeah. it was the way De Niro hold up the ring in the movie. Right. Like, right. This is the circle of trust. This is a circle of trust. Yeah. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. I I think that that ultimately what I was trying to get at with the wedding ring was just that because everybody has their own circular argument that they're you know their own argument kind of creates their own circular reasoning that it's one one way you can look at this is that each person has their own eternal perspective you know because each because that circle represents eternity each one has their own eternal perspective and whatever that eternal perspective is is going to be your eternity so like if my eternal perspective is is that there is a god he did speak creation into existence. I believe Genesis 1-1. I also believe John three sixteen. I believe Christ came and died for my sin. I received that, and now I live a, a life apart, separated for His glory and His honor. And, uh, and I will one day, if I don't see Christ come back first, will one day, um, as it says, appointed unto man wants to die, and after this to judgment, I will stand before God in judgment, and I will get by through that judgment because of the blood of Christ and and I will spend an eternity with Him. Why? Because my eternal perspective is, is I want to be with God forever. Mm-hmm. Right? But if I'm an atheist, my eternal perspective is this. I don't want to have anything to do with God. Yeah. So guess what God's going to give an atheist? Yeah. That He's going to give them their eternal perspective. Your eternal perspective is going to be separated from God forever. Right. You know? So um, I, I'm interested to see if I get any kind of... Uh, Cause I did say, hey, my office is open this week. My phone is open, Facebook Messenger. If you want to talk about Christ, you want to talk about symbolism, your doubts, whatever. Let's do it. Let's talk about it because mm-hmm. it, it you you can't put off um, you can't put off your salvation. Today is the day of salvation. So yeah. So if you're if you're out there and you're listening and. You're not sure about where you stand with Jesus Christ. You can't just keep just rocking right along with that. You know, at some point you've got to become wise unto salvation and only scripture can make you wise unto salvation. And so hopefully something was said, maybe just even reading the scriptures today made Mm -hmm. you realize that, Yeah, you know, so we're praying for you.
0: So, um, yeah, I thought it was a good start though to the series. Um, I'm trying to think what else we've got coming up this week. We've got this week, Wednesday nights start back mm-hmm. this coming Wednesday. So yeah. we've got um, children yes. children's ministry, uh, student ministry, Project 28, adult Bible study, like everything starts back this Wednesday night.
1: In other words, all the lots are going to be on in every part of the church. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so come out and uh, join us because school starts tomorrow for – for people in our community, school starts tomorrow, mm. and then we'll, uh, we'll be back here the very next day on Wednesday night. So um, also I'm trying to think what else is coming up here soon. We have um, – we were going to be starting Jumpstart this Sunday, so anybody who's possibly interested, you can still sign up for Jumpstart on our website. That is our membership class for anyone who's interested in finding out more about membership mm. here at High Point. Uh, or just in general learning more about the church period um, you can jump you know you can jump into jump start mm. sorry to be that way <laughs> uh, now you can uh you can you can join up and be part of that and we uh, we were gonna start this next week but we're moving it we're gonna we're gonna postpone it by one week um for various reasons but we're gonna be starting that on august 20th i believe is that sunday yes mm. august, august 20th will be the the first Sunday of our Jump Start class that runs for three weeks. So, uh, anybody who's out there that's interested in that, you can sign up on our website, or you can you can hit me up, Blake at High Point Community Church mm. And uh, yeah, just let us know. Yeah, you, yeah, you want to hop in on
1: that? It's a fun class. Like, yeah, yeah, it really is. Like, it's yeah, we, very informative. Mm-hmm. You learn a lot about the church, how we got started. Mm-hmm. You know we have, what we're all about. it's, yeah. it's good. It's well, we have
0: yeah, we have a good time. Just kind of going over all the. And answer just any nagging questions that people have too. Mm. So there's always that, you know. People just most of them get get answered as we're just kind of walking through, uh, you know, where the church came from and all that kind of stuff. But um,
1: have you ever had somebody come in there with already preconceived notions about the church and, and you dispel it? Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, it happens every now and then. Uh, it's like, do people,
1: y'all really have snakes here? Uh,
0: <laughs> nothing <laughs> like that. I've never had that. I've had uh, people didn't know uh, what denomination we were part of, or, yeah. or if we were a part of denomination. Yeah. Uh, we have that uh, from time to time. Um, uh, you know who who the leads of certain ministries are. Mm-hmm. People, a lot of people may know they'll know names they may know faces but they don't know names and faces right and stuff like that that helps them put stuff together so yeah um i kind of flash up everybody's ugly mug and let them <laughs> see you know who's who that yeah. kind of thing it you know it's helpful just so they know who to go to sure for certain things um so yeah usually it's simple things like that nothing you know nothing major but i'll have that some form of that just about every time so mm.
2: anyway. absolutely
0: but yeah let us know if you're interested in anything else you can think of. I think we're good. All right. See you guys next time. Yeah, see ya.
2: Sandy <laughs> ya.